You're listening to the Creepy Kingdom Podcast Network, covering and creating all things creepy. Visit creepykingdom.com to get access to all of our articles, videos, and podcasts. Join our Patreon for exclusive content. Patreon.com slash creepykingdom. We have here. Creepy Kingdom proudly presents Wicked Wizardry. Hey everyone, welcome to Creepy Kingdom's brand new episode celebrating our year of Wicked Wizardry. This podcast is going to be everything here. Wait, 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 hold on. What are you what? doing? You're not the host of this show. <laughs> I'm introducing our new show. But you're not the host. Well, but. All right, fine. I suppose we could let the host introduce the new show. Yeah, I mean, that's usually what hosts do. Fine. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the host of Creepy Kingdom's newest podcast, Wicked Wizardry, Tanisha Burks. Hello. Hi, how's it going? I am Tanisha, and I am going to be your host for Wicked Wizardry, our newest show on Creepy Kingdom, because if you don't know, now you know, I am a huge (laughs) Harry Potter nerd, so. I was like, I was (laughs) wondering. Just FYI. He's uh, way more um, uh, qualified to host this show than I am, so it's probably probably good Good, good thinking there. Yes, Tanisha is extremely qualified to host Creepy Kingdom's first podcast dedicated to the dark side of the wizarding world of Harry Potter for many reasons, one of which, um, why don't you talk about your uh, your little crew there, um, the wands sure. up. <laughs> My crew. Uh, so for people who don't know, I'm based out of San Diego, and in San Diego, I am an organizer for a group called Wands Up San Diego. Um, And it's basically a social club for hardcore Harry Potter fans. So obviously we do all things Harry Potter related in San Diego. We have a birthday party for Harry Potter every year. We have a Yule Ball. We had a Malfoy Manor goth tea this year that was a lot of fun. Um, So we do a lot of really cool events uh, with our crew. So if you're in San Diego ever and you want to do Harry Potter stuff, hit me up. Let me know. Um. I'd like to go to San Diego and do Harry Potter stuff. <laughs> Come on down. That sounds awesome. <laughs> the next time we have like a goth tea or something, I'll have to invite you guys. You guys will have to come out for that. God, that'd be so cool. Sounds lovely. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. Yes, Tanisha, I'm, I'm sorry, talking over your Roxy. Go ahead. Please. Sorry, I was going to say, Tanisha is our end-all, be-all, as far as we're concerned, expert. Anytime we have Harry Potter questions, we ask her anytime we need to know harry potter stuff we ask her and every time something cool harry potter comes out and we decide to tell her she already knows about it that's right (laughs) typically i'd be impressed if you find something harry potter related that i am not already aware of or is not already on my radar but right yeah (laughs) um, 
Yeah, I'll, I'll find something. Uh, my... <laughs> <laughs> it will be that will be your challenge Jeez. that I will put out to you if you can find something that I am not already aware of or don't know about that's going on in the Harry Potter sphere. I would be James very is pull this podcast over right now and find something. <laughs> He's Googling as we speak. No, 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 I'm, trying, I'm not even Googling. I'm literally like, I feel like there's something. I'm just going to let, let it simmer here and uh, maybe I'll just drop okay. the bomb at the end of the episode. <laughs> uh, so why don't you, uh, oh, right. since you're the host, oh, and just for anyone else that um, may have listened or checked out other Creepy Kingdom stuff, you're also the the uh, host of our uh, Creepy Kingdom book club. <laughs> That's right. Which we do uh, live streams for. Bookworms Unite. Yeah. And then we're hopefully going to be doing a deep dive on the Harry Potter series since it is our wicked, our year of wicked wizardry. So, so we can put the two things together. Wow. Yes. Maybe I'll actually end up reading one of the books in our book club. There you go. <laughs> if you don't have the, the audiobooks are also great. So if you if you don't want to read through it, Jim Dale's audiobooks of Harry Potter are excellent. So those, those are not available on Audible though, right? They are. Yeah, Jim Dale's uh, version of the audiobooks are on Audible. Oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> Wait, if re- I'm gonna do the the Harry Potter audiobook, I want it to be read by um, uh, Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry's good. I like Jim Dale. He does all the different character voices and stuff, so it's it's super cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. I like I like his rendition a little bit better than Stephen Fry's, just a little oh. bit. But yeah. All right. All right. Very cool. Well, I guess we should probably. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to host the show here, but we should probably. Uh, <laughs> I'm just naturally. I, if you want role. me to get a. <laughs> get us kicked off uh so basically like obviously in this first episode uh as we move on no, I'm, uh, uh in future episodes the plan is to do deep dives on different characters or specific topics that are within the wizarding world but we're starting today with just sort of introducing the channel and then talking a little bit i think about the harry potter fandom um and what I think brought us to the wizarding world or the world of Harry Potter. So like what, what got you guys here? What brought us to this point? Yes. What got us to this moment of us being on this podcast? Wow. <laughs> discussing oh, Harry easy. Potter. Mine is super easy answer. James. Go. F- <laughs> James. That's the end. Well, thank you all for joining us. This was a great episode. <laughs> So, uh, I am a latecomer to Harry Potter. I had never read them or watched them or anything like that. And James kept bothering me and bothering me and bothering me and telling me, you can actually go back to old Creepy Kingdom episodes where he tells me that I really need to check out Harry Potter. And I was like, yeah, well, sure, eventually. And then I finally did. And you know what? (sighs) James was right. Wow. (laughs) I'm glad we got that one recorded. James was right. He's gonna he's gonna cut that little piece and just like create a button so he can play that. That's gonna be uh, your ringtone. (laughs) (laughs) Great! Oh wow! But no, that that's pretty simple. It was um, it was actually uh, four years ago. Yeah, 2016. Oh wow! Yeah, and I 
decided to read the books and watch the movies all at the same time. Um, so I'd like read a book and then watch the movie and then read the next book and watch the movie. And I did it all in a month and a half. Wow. Yeah. So that she had a pretty unique experience there. <laughs> Didn't have to wait yeah. years <laughs> for the story to unfold. <laughs> I, know, I was about to say you were spoiled because the rest of us had to wait for the next book to come out anxiously. Yeah. Um, that really messed up you guys. Yeah, like, was, I don't understand how you <laughs> did that. That's really messed up. I got done and I was like, okay, let's start again. I immediately went on and started reading fan fiction. Okay. Like (laughs) (laughs) more of a story. I do have to say too. I loved um, a little plug for Roxy's world podcast. Um, I loved listening to the episode where you were like sharing your initial reactions. Cause I think you were only like two or three books in or something. And you were sharing like your initial reactions that was so great. I loved I loved listening to Roxy kind of be like, what is going on? And what is this? And what is happening? And all her questions. And literally, I found myself like shouting back at the podcast and being like, this is what this is. What's that? This is just wait for that. That's going to pan, that's gonna pan out. Just like, hold on. <laughs> was so great. I'm to listen to that again. That might be yeah, fun to go back was, and listen was, to. Because you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> In in honor of our year of wicked wizardry, not only am I going to listen to it again, but I'll probably repost it and tell everybody about it. Actually, I I realized just in case people just check into the podcast, we didn't explain what the year of wicked wizardry is. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious, but but let's kind of like, let's kind of riff on that before I answer your question, which I have a long answer for. It was nice and short. And I will, okay. and I'll keep, I'll, I'll, and I'll stop trying to like co-host here, but I'm just, it's, in, it's in my blood. Um, so who, who wants to explain the year of wicked wizardry? Wicked wizardry. The year of wicked wizardry. Wow. Well, I'll let, I'll let See, Tanisha I do it. She's a host. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> um, so essentially, what has happened is James and Roxy love me so much that <laughs> they decided decided to dedicate an entire year um, to the dark side of the wizarding world of Harry Potter. And so on all of our platforms, we're going to be covering all things wicked and dark arts about Harry Potter. So we'll be doing deep dives on some pretty dark, um, villainous, maybe not so villainous characters. We're going to be um, uh, diving into book club and reviewing the Harry Potter books again and talking about those again. We're going to be um, posting on social media, on our Instagram, all kinds of cool content, memes, cosplay, you name it, um, that all revolve around the wizarding world. So my nerd heart is super happy and super excited. Um, and hopefully everybody else is excited. And if you're not, then you're in, probably in the wrong place. But <laughs> I'm really excited to get like submerged into it again because you know I I read it and I watched the movies and then life went on and that was just kind of it and then I moved down here and got to go to Universal Studios and now we're doing this and so I rewatched the first five movies again and you know made sure that my the books were on my tablet and so like I'm excited. I'm excited too. I mean, I think one of the reasons that that we thought of doing this as our theme because uh, 
every year we try to pick a theme at Creepy Kingdom. Last year was Tim Burton. Every year we kind of fail. But not this year. We're, we've really, we've, now we've launched a podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going hard with the Wicked Wizardry. We're and committed. We're committed. Um, well, and it's also, this is kind of like a, and, uh, and, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, this year we have something we didn't have the previous years, though, that I think is really, really going to help this one like stay strong, other than the new podcast and whatnot. What, what do we have? We have Tanisha. That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> That's, yeah. We have Tanisha. So, A, we have another person, but more importantly, we have a person who is so passionate about this topic that she's not going to let us fall off about it. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, um, I'm gonna be all up on it. Be all up on it. Uh, also, I think as far as uh, Potter fandom, this is kind of a uh, quiet year, right? I don't think there's anything really uh, dropping in 2020 that that I can think of. Not to my not to my knowledge. If you knew something, that would be something you would know that yeah, I didn't no, know. Not, yeah, I don't um, know anything. So I thought it'd be yeah, a fun I year know, for us to. I know some off-record stuff, but not some on-record. No, I, I mean like you know, there's like last year we had um, uh, um, the long name that I'm drawing a blank on uh, Hagrid's magical motorbike adventure. Oh, yeah. fun times mm-hmm. around the corner ride. <laughs> Open up. <laughs> <laughs> so that I mean that was pretty Sometimes big. With Hagrid. That, you know, that was that was pretty big news, I think. Um, and I don't know if it debuted last year or not, but we had Kurt Child come to the United States of America. Um, I don't know if it if the last year might was have the been first the year. year. Might have been twenty eighteen, if I remember correctly. That it was in New York, but it came to San Francisco. There we go. Sorry. In 2019. Yes. So it came to the West Coast. So, yeah, which I'm also going to next month. Or not next month. Sorry. In a week and a half, I'm going to be seeing Curse Child in San Francisco. So I'm super stoked. Oh, boy. Ah, it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the I, other... No, go ahead, James. I was going to say, the year before that, we had, a, I think, well, actually last year we had a Fantastic Beast movie, too. So I think this is mm-hmm. kind of like a lull. And I thought it was like a good chance for us to uh, keep the excitement going. For all of us, uh, you know, magical fans. <laughs> so, so that's why I was like, yeah, let's do it. We're claiming it. It's the year of Wicked Wizardry. That's right. We're all in. Also, even in a in a slow year or a dead year or whatever, the, the Harry Potter fandom is just so, well, I mean, magical, but <laughs> like active. You know, it doesn't matter what's going on. They're super active. I um, because I'm on Reddit and I'm on a few boards and whatnot. And these, they, I'm on boards about things that are on TV right now or like in theaters or whatnot. But the Harry Potter Reddit board is the most active one. You know, right? and there's nothing <laughs> like going on. So the the Harry Potter fans are just awesome. Typically, it's a pretty dope community. <laughs> no, I'm just messing around. Right. Look, every fandom has ass hats. Okay. Yes, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. That is not unique to the Potterverse, the Potter fandom at all. All right. Um, so I'm ready to answer your question. All right, James. Tell me your what is your Potter story? How did you come to the Potter fandom? All right. I'm going to preface this by saying something that's going to upset a lot of fans of literature <laughs> oh oh is that uh i i'm i don't like to read fiction i like to read nonfiction. 
I prefer my fiction to be delivered to me via film. <laughs> that's just a, okay, a that's personal fair. a personal uh, preference. So um, okay. <laughs> my introduction into the Wizarding World was of, through films first, <laughs> and it. W- but the only fiction that I've read in probably the past 15, 20 years has been Harry Potter. But it was only after watching the movies, which I found to be a really fun experience because the movies are kind of like like cliff notes (laughs) and the books like just expands on it so much. So I got the viewpoint of reading the books, but hearing the voices of the actors (laughs) while I was reading them. As opposed to reading the book first, developing the own, my own voices, and then being like, well, that doesn't sound like the way they did in my head. Which happens anytime I read a book before I watch a movie, I, it like, never lives up to it. <laughs> and I feel like I would have been super bummed out if I read the books first and then watched the movie. Particularly uh, my favorite, or my second favorite, really, uh, Goblet of Fire. Because the movie, which is my favorite, or sorry, second favorite, my favorite is... Deathly Hollows Part 2. But um, it's so much is condensed in the beginning of the movie that is so awesome in the book <laughs> that I'm just like, I'm like, what are you doing here? You're ripping me off. Like, when I started reading the books and seeing and found out how much detail was left out of the movies, my first thought was, this should have been a series, like a television series. This is a, this should have yes! been movies. <laughs> Each chapter is an episode. Like, it's all laid out for you. <laughs> so... Funny enough, because I read the books and watched the movies at the same time, I have memories from the movies that it turns out aren't in the movies. Really? Like, mm. there, there are things that only happened in the books that in my head I can see it happening in the movie. But then when I went back last month and started rewatching the movies, there were big chunks missing from <laughs> the story that I swore were in the movie. But I guess because I did it, like, so close, it was just... But I was yeah. really, really surprised by how much was missing. Like, I didn't realize was missing from the movies. That's interesting that they all kind of just build it together in your head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so. Yo, in the movies. What? Peeves. No, yeah. No. Peeves got totally cut out. I think he had he had a brief cameo in the first movie where he was kind of like flying over and messing with the food. But that was the only time we ever got to see him in the whole film series. Yeah. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. None. I just assumed yeah. he was in there. Yeah, it should have been a series. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it still can happen, okay? They're oh, coming no, out with the Lord it, of the Rings of series. It like, I, I think it should happen. And, I, and, 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 I, and, and people would say it's too soon. And I think this is a great time for an animated series, actually. <laughs> oh. But for adults, you know, not, you know, it's, but still, like, I don't mean, like, hokey. I mean, like, I could just... Like put... Clone Wars, right? Or, like, yeah. Well, I mean, Clone Wars is kind of for kids and adults. I mean, something, like, just just dark, <laughs> like, like, like Spawn or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, in style, I mean. Uh, not... Uh, anyways, but... So, I remember watching, going to see the first movie, and obviously at that point, you know, the, the Harry Potter had been a thing, and I was kind of like... Yeah, I don't really know about this. Maybe it, maybe I'm too old for this, or I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm going to like this. And I just remember thinking, like, I don't really buy, like, that wizards are, like, around. Like, I just was, like, against the premise. <laughs> and uh, and I remember going to the movies, watching uh, the first movie, 
And like, literally, I'll never forget this moment. As soon as all the Hogwarts letters started, like, just bombarding through the Dursley's front door, I was totally in. <laughs> <laughs> That was it. That's all it took. That's what it took. And then I was like, oh, wait, this is like happening like now, but it's secret. No, like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my, like magic. That, that explains all those weird things that happen that nobody can, you know, explain for. And just, you know, and the reality of like saying like, this is really happening, but like, you don't know it's there. Like just that hook, that premise hooked me in. Like, and, you know, and obviously, you know, it was real, uh, it just really, especially the first two movies, which, um, I mean, which are like, uh, they just kind of remind me of like 80s movies. They're definitely mm-hmm. not the best movies <laughs> compared to, you know, by the time we get to Azkaban, we're like, oh, this is like super awesome. <laughs> Like the first two movies, you're like, oh, this is fun. It kind of is like watching Goonies again or something, you know. <laughs> but when Azkaban totally. comes around, you're like, oh, this is like actually for me. I'm not like sneaking into a kids' movie anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> Creeper. <laughs> because that's kind of what I felt watching the first two movies. <laughs> I was like, this is actually really dark and messed up and it's super awesome i love it <laughs> so. i think that speaks to to the because it was a different director those first two movies and then they changed directors each film after that so i really think the the Not, new director from the third movie like took an awesome yeah he took a great turn uh they, yeah great turn yeah the last bunch of them were directed by the same guy <laughs> who has also directed the fantastic beast films yeah which is why it all feels the same <laughs> for, yeah. for a while now. <laughs> I think David Yates, I think he came on on, uh, on Half-Blood Prince, if I'm not mistaken. Or Order. Was Order. it Order the Phoenix? It might have been Order the Phoenix. Yeah. Might have been or- I think it was Order because I think he did like the last four movies or something. Yeah. Um, I think. But I remember, you know, so I was, I was into it. I was having a fun time. But really, Goblet of Fire like that movie just absolutely blew me away like i <laughs> i love so many things in that movie like it, it was just like I, I can't even get into it but that so really from that point on i would say i'm like i think i actually started reading the books after i saw goblet of fire because at that point i was just watching the movies as a casual as a mm. casual fan but that's when i started that's when i wanted more but uh i actually i I, I held out to the very end. I mean, how many years between uh, Deathly Hollow's book and the movie? I think it was like four years, wasn't it? The last book came out in it was 2000, oh, 2007. Five? That was 2007. Six? I, 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 was it 07? Yeah, I was, I was working at a Barnes okay. & Noble at the time, so I, I, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I recall it clearly. Okay, and I know the last movie came out in like 2011, so there was, yeah. yeah. Four years. Yeah. Yeah, I legitimately. That's horrible. Yeah, I legitimately <laughs> did not <laughs> read the books until after I saw the movies. I wanted to experience the movies first, so I, I held out the whole time. Wow. And so that's yeah, four years. Wow. <laughs> I feel like you guys were like punished, impoverished kids or something. Like that's just <laughs> that's messed up. Well, I mean, it was like that was a big summer, two thousand seven, because. Um, 
Deathly Hollows came out, but that's also when Order of the Phoenix came out. Like they pretty much came out like right at the same time. Uh, right. Yep. So I think that was the only time that happened. So that was a that was a big uh, Harry Potter fan <laughs> time for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, re- I remember that year. That was a good year. That's that also year. when they announced that they're building the Wizarding World of Harry Potter that same exact month. <laughs> this is when they yep. announced they're building the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Universal Orlando. So that was like, there's going to be a Harry Potter theme park. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And then I was depressed instantly when I found out it was going to be in Orlando and nowhere within reach for me at that time. So. Well, I lived in New Jersey, so. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you lucked out. Well, I didn't really – I don't know if I lucked out. I actually didn't get to go to the Wizard World of Harry Potter until 2013. So I had to wait three years after it opened and avoided spoilers on – one of the most amazing attractions of all time, which I was able to do. I don't think I could. I, and when I was done with that one, I'm like, I don't think I'll ever be able to do that again. Avoid spoilers on a ride for three years. I'm trying my hardest to avoid spoilers on Rise of the Resistance. It's been two months, and they're just keep <laughs> coming at me. The, <laughs> I did it with Transformers. Managed to avoid all spoilers. What spoilers are in Transformers? <laughs> I don't know, but I knew nothing about it all when right. I got on it. All right, I'll give you that. I mean, I guess there's spoilers. If, uh, but here's a spoiler for the end of Transformers. Megatron is at the end. <laughs> what? How could you ruin this for me? <laughs> I still have yet to go on Transformers. <laughs> Anyways, um... <laughs> In my years of being a, a annual pass holder at Universal, are, are you seriously haven't been on Transformers ever? <laughs> no, I have. I have. Oh, I was like, <laughs> anyways, um, I think it's a uh, really fun ride. Uh, anyways, um, so I know uh, as other people from other shows may know <laughs> this whole creepy kind of thing. I'm obviously a huge theme park fan, and. You know when when uh, Hogsmeade opened, and that that was like really uh, you know game changing for me. It really increased my love of Harry Potter, which was pretty much at a pretty strong point already. <laughs> but you know, I'd say the the top of the hat really there it was in 2014 when Diagon Alley opened, and I walked in there and just I was just completely encompassed by this space. That I was like, uh, like for the first time, really, I felt like I was inside of the Wizarding World. Hogsmeade, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's obviously there, but you still know you're in a theme park. But something about Diagon Alley, like just coming all around you, um, and really, it's uh, one day I'm going to go there. Yeah, well, we're, you should. You we're, absolutely. We're going. Should. It's, it's awesome. Amazing. Creepy tour is coming back, 2020. Right. So anyways, I, and, um, I, as a huge theme park fan, just to conclude all this, um, being able to go inside of the Wizarding World, particularly Nocturne Alley, one of the only, quite possibly the only, I'm not sure, but the only theme park land dedicated to the villains of an IP. <laughs> I, I might be mistaken, but I can't think of any other theme park land. <laughs> we wish there were more. I know. Looking at you, Disney. Looking at you. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, well, either way, I love it. Obviously, Borgen and Burks. I love going in there. I love that store. It's 
it's unfortunate most of the things in there are not for sale. Literally. But, <laughs> but um So they have that at Hollywood too. Can you just not go in there? Is it just a storefront? There's no Bergen and Burks in Hollywood. Because Bergen and Bergen and Burks is only in Nocturne Alley, which is only in Diagon Alley. What do you oh, think? Oh, that's right. And mm-hmm. and and the one in Hollywood is Hogsmeade. Yeah, Hogsmeade only for now. Hopefully Universal will figure something out. But I don't know. I mean it's interesting. I don't know. I mean, again, this is, this could be a whole podcast, but um, since we're on the topic here, mm-hmm. I remember when uh, when Wizarding World uh, Hollywood opened, and and I remember leading up to it, I was like, oh, I'm so excited to have this here, because <laughs> that was 2016. At that point, Diagon Alley had already opened, and Hogsmeade had been open for six years, and then I went there, and uh, then I was like, wow, this is literally exactly the same thing that's in Orlando. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like... <laughs> Except now I could see an office building in the, in the background. <laughs> How magical! It, uh, I was, you know, I was a little disappointed. <laughs> I, like I was just like, you know, I really wish like that they built something else in the Wizarding World. Like what? Like, but the, but I know that the, the, the at the end of the day they could not not have Hogwarts. I mean, oh no. You know. I would have been very upset as somebody who was not in a financial situation to get myself to the East Coast if they would have not had Hogwarts so here yeah. your in first, my reach. Your, I know your, yours was Roxy because you haven't gone to Orlando yet. But was your first Wizarding World trip in Hollywood, Tanisha? Yeah, I went like less than a month after it opened at Hollywood. Oh, wow. So Yeah. Yeah, so I, gotta, I guess I had that other perspective of... <laughs> I remember like leading up to it, like just, I mean, and I still love going there and I don't take it for granted. And I obviously, you know, even though I, you know, I love Diagon Alley so much, but just to, you know, be able to go and just have a little taste of it is still a lot of fun. But I just remember. I going, keep... Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I can't imagine not having Hogwarts there. Like yeah. Yeah, the first time I ever, the first time I ever saw it was New World was closed. So all I got to see was the very top of the, you know, spires or whatever. But the first time I was able to go in there, it was Christmas and it was sunset. And so the first time I walked up and saw Hogwarts was at sunset and it was magical. And then they did the Christmas like light show thing on it. And that was my first experience. And I cannot even imagine not having Hogwarts you know, there. you know what you it know is. What I, mean? I know it. It's kind of like whatever first Disney park you go to. Like that's like where you're most magical. Where the characters actually live. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I've really. I mean, going to Orlando, like hugs me for the first time. You're like, wow, I'm literally going to Hogwarts right now. <laughs> like I'm walking through this queue. Like this is the only place on earth where this is right. You know, like I'm at where I'm experiencing this. And then they literally copied it like exactly across the country. So it's, it's just, it's hard when you've uh, already seen it when you're like, well, this isn't this place. I was, that's over there. <laughs> Makes sense. Totally understandable. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's yeah. one of the reasons they did two different castles, you know? Right. Like, because if you saw not Hogwarts. Sleeping, yeah, not, not Hogwarts. <laughs> Sorry, in Disney. Disney. If you saw Sleeping Beauty's <laughs> castle, you, like, it's, it's different. So they wanted to give you a different experience. But 
with Hogwarts, that's that's just like you can't change Hogwarts. Yeah, uh-uh. so iconic that. Yeah, so I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I've I've heard. I mean, Hollywood is really pressed for land. Um, I remember hearing a rumor. Um, this is a few years back, shortly after Hogsmeade opened, the idea of putting uh, Diagon Alley in a uh, in a soundstage at Universal Hollywood. But you know, I don't really know how they were going to pull off the uh, the Hogwarts Express. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah, that would be. It would just be a steep, very steep yeah. train, right? <laughs> <laughs> So I, I don't think everything's that, sliding. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, and you know, so that's. I think that brings us brings us up to speed. Um, you know, I was I I was very excited um, when it was announced that they were making the uh, Fantastic Beast series, <laughs> and one of the reasons I was excited was because J.K. was writing them, but it was only it was going to be presented in film <laughs> first. <laughs> I guess I don't know if there's novelizations of the films or not, but no, there's not. I don't think so. But uh, but it was. Done. I wish there were. But, yeah. but um, and I'm like, oh, okay, so this is how I experience this stuff, and now I'm going to go see this movie, and like, not, and no one's going to know anything that I don't know because that's pretty much I wanted like, <laughs> every movie. <laughs> Plus, I've been friends, you know, with lots of Potter nerds throughout my life too, so they're always like. You know, oh, oh, the movie didn't do this. The movie didn't do that. You know, after every movie. So I was always, <laughs> and it's like, well, the first time we're on the same page. That being said, um, I I feel like J.K. might be currently suffering from a little of uh, George Lucas syndrome. <laughs> yes. Where yes. I become so powerful that you don't have to answer to anyone. <laughs> at all ever <laughs> yeah you know what i appreciate about the fandom though about the harry potter fandom is that with the the controversy surrounding jk right now and and the stuff that's going on that they are completely able to separate you know work from artists or art from artists yeah. yeah like and i i think that's that's awesome because it's already out there, you know. It's not like, oh, I'm not going to see this Harry Potter movie, so she's not going to get paid. No, it's it's out there, you know. It's done. Like the the art should not suffer because of the artist. Well, that's a very loaded topic, but I will say that when it comes to this <laughs> IP, this fandom, it's so rich and detailed that it's really hard to like dismiss it all once you're in it <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. it's kind of it's not like just i'm just not gonna watch that movie or i'm you know like it's like right. <laughs> it's a lifestyle yeah like, pretty it much sounds crazy but like when you're part of the harry potter fandom like you know your house you wear clothes according to your house you decorate your home according to your house for those listening, I, I'm saying this as I'm cuddling my Slytherin pillow on my couch in my r- living room, looking at my Slytherin art on the wall. <laughs> it's it it goes. This fandom goes deep, and that's I think that's one of the things I love the most about Harry Potter is just the community and the fandom of it. But I mean, it, that's what's really. I mean, what's fun about this is that the whole premise is this secret society that's like you know, living all around us that we're just like, I want to be a part of it. And the fandom like 
kind of makes that happen, right? <laughs> like, you know, like, yep. I guess that's what fandoms do, but I really feel like, I mean, the only thing that really rivals it um, is is Star Wars fandom, to bring up the George Lucas thing again, and also the theme park wars uh, as well. As a theme park fan, <laughs> I... <laughs> I, no matter what happens with anything, whatever, what roads J.K. goes down, no matter if the if an upcoming Fantastic Beast movies are super awesome or they're totally lame or just okay or, <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> I could single-handedly thank her for changing the theme park industry forever because it is only because she demanded the Wizarding World to be exactly how she wanted it is why... The theme park wars are at an all time high now. Before that, <laughs> there was there wasn't it wasn't happening. I'm sorry. Yeah, it wasn't a war. It, it was, there, was, there was no competition. There was no competition. There wasn't a war, and not only that, you know, both companies were really uh, phoning it in <laughs> for Wizarding World for a, for a while. <laughs> you know, like. In, even Disney. I mean, even that time. I mean, I. I mean, what? I don't know. I don't. I can't even think of anything like even close to <laughs> Wizarding World. But that's a whole other story because Disney had the chance to build, have the Wizarding World in their park, and they blew it. So that. that, that, that I was going to say, I feel. I feel another podcast episode yeah. coming on where we because, talk just because, about know, the history of a theme park. Yeah, because I got it. I got it all. I, I love all this stuff. I go <laughs> deep into it, and I find it very interesting that Disney had the chance. They 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 blew the chance to do the films because they didn't bid high enough, which is interesting because they wanted to do the films first, and then they blew the chance for the theme park rights, and then they spent billions of dollars <laughs> trying to rival Universal, which they never thought they would try to do. Um, which again, really interesting stuff. But anyways, that's that's my fandom. <laughs> and, um, I love Bellatrix Lestrange, and if I have to die, I, I want her to to uh, you know to kill me. That's the way I want to go. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right, our fearless hostess. Oh, let's hear it. Okay. Well, my story begins when I was nine years old. Um, so a little timeline, Harry Potter was first published in 97. That was when the first book was published in the UK. And then I think it came out in the U S the following year in 98 sometime. Um, so my mother was like pressuring me to read more, you know, she was, I was the first child, so my mother was was the typical, you know, mother with her first child trying to <laughs> do everything perfect and make sure that, you know, all, she was looking into all the research and what you're supposed to do with the kid. Um, and so she was like, you need to read more because reading more makes you smarter, so you need to read more. And at the time, I wasn't super into reading. Um, I was kind of like, whatever. Um, so... It had hit stateside, and within that first year, it blew up, right? Like, Harry Potter, it was like, oh, my gosh, this new craze, this book, all the kids are reading it, all the kids are yeah. talking about it. Um, so my mom was like, oh, maybe this will get Tanisha to read if other kids like it. Let me go buy it. So she literally went and bought me this book. She knew nothing about it, had no idea what it was, but she just was like, let me buy this book because maybe it'll finally get Tanisha to read 
So she bought me this book and I took it and I was like, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. What kind of crap is this? <laughs> and at the, at the time, so again, I was nine years old. I had not embraced my nerdiness yet. I, I didn't, I was still in the nerd closet. I still didn't, fighting against it, trying to be popular. Yeah, trying to still be cool and, and one of the cool kids. I had a skateboard at the time. I thought I was going to be like a skater. That didn't happen. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I I read the back of the book, the description, and all, you know, all I got out of it was it was wizards and magic, and I was like, nah, this is for nerds. I'm not reading it. Not for reading nerds. It. Wow, you're coming hard at yeah. nine years old. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I was I was I was trying to I, literally at nine years old. I made my mother go buy me a skateboard because I was convinced I was going to be a skateboarder, and I was going to be super cool. <laughs> that, was around time I started, that was around the time I started skating so yeah it's too right. <laughs> yeah so I, I basically tossed this book aside threw it up on a shelf somewhere and it was like I'm not reading this crap no um, and then about a year or so later it, a, a while had passed I think I had like gone up a grade in school or something and we got assigned a book report project. And so we had to read one of three. So like each quarter or whatever, there would be like three books and you had to choose one of them and do a book report. Right. And so one of the book options was Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. So my mom was like, well, I'm not buying you one of the other two books. We already have that book. That's the book you're reading. Wow. You're just going to have to suck it up. Your mom came and hard. Do your book report. <laughs> yeah, she came hard. <laughs> so, so I was like, fine, I'll read this nerdy crap, whatever. Um, and I read it in like three or four days, um, which was pretty fast for me at the time, being that I yeah. wasn't that into reading. Three well, or four and days. down once you stop. No, you can't. You can't. That's that's the crazy part. Like, I think I literally just put it down to go to school. And then I got home from school and, like, picked it back up again. And Yeah. yeah. I was, like, <laughs> a mom. And, like, the whole, you know, but I was on my iPad. And I would, like, take the iPad with me to go take Skylar to school so I could sit in the parking lot. Like, you can't put it down. No, you can't. It's crazy. Like, I blazed through that book and then went to my mom and I was like, Mom, can you buy me the next one? <laughs> and so then she bought me Chamber of Secrets. And I think at that point, only the first three books were out, I think. It was the first two or, and the third one had come out by the time I read the, the second one or something like that. But I read through the second one asked her to buy me the third and then that's where I had to like sit and wait for the fourth book to come out which was like agonizing <laughs> um but before the fourth book came out they, they had announced that the movies were going to start being made so I was really excited to see you know because at that point you know I had the opposite experience from James where it was like everything had existed in my head I had you know, made up how all the characters look. I had made up how Hogwarts looked in my head. Everything was just sort of in my own universe. Um, and so they announced that they were making the movie and the movie was coming out. And I made my mom see, and this was, I blame it on my, this was my mom's doing. And now she rolls her <laughs> eyes every talk about, every time I talk about Harry Potter, but I'm like, you started this, right? <laughs> 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 I 
imagine <laughs> if, he, if she would have gotten one of the other books. So I mean, well, yeah, yeah. yeah that I, how different my life would have been <laughs> because I wouldn't have read Harry Potter. Um, yeah, no, I, so yeah, I made her take me to go see the first movie and, uh, I remember kind of being like, oh, that's how you say Hermione's name. Okay. <laughs> and, and so it sort of helped. So then, then from that point forward, once the fourth book came out, I now had the cast and everything in my head, the way it was in the movie. So I was able to kind of flesh it all out a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, obviously I had read all the books before the movies had come out. So I also had the frustration of being like, oh, they left that out or I can't believe they didn't talk about that or they, oh, they didn't do this. Um, but I was I was appreciative because I did have the experience of reading the books. And so I knew, you know, one big example was Prisoner of Azkaban totally brushed over the Marauders, didn't explain who they were didn't explain how and why the map was created. Nothing. All you get is Lupin being like, oh, I know how to close this map, and you're just supposed to connect all these dots. Yeah, that was pretty confusing, I'll say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I was like, you know, there there was a lot of heavy, like, rich stuff that was missing from the movies, but I, I at least appreciated that it gave me that visual, like, the visual of Hogwarts, the visual of the Great Hall, all that kind of stuff um, was amazing. And then also I, I suffered a lot of disappointment and hurt when Hermione didn't look like me because <laughs> I, when I was reading the books, I literally was like, oh my gosh, frizzy curly hair, brown, large teeth, freckles. I was like, this is me. It's me. Yeah. It's my story. And then, and then too, I also related a lot with the whole mud blood idea, right? So I'm biracial, I'm mixed. And so this idea of like being two different identities equally and having to toe the line between those two and then having to prove yourself in both worlds and all that kind of stuff. Like I connected to Hermione so hard that I was like, she's me. She's me. I made up my mind. This girl is me. Um, not to mention that I was a little like know-it-all smart ass in school, um, but you've gotten over that. Uh, right? Well, even, <laughs> even knowing, you know, who played Hermione and what she looked like in the movies, which obviously I, I have the internet. So whether I saw them or not, you know, I knew, but reading the first book, I thought she was miscast. Yeah. I, I thought she was biracial. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. So a lot of people had, had thought that she was going to look differently to what and even jk rowling actually said when when they first cast emma watson she said that's not how hermione's supposed to look and they said too bad this is hollywood we gotta go with this you know she's a attractive young child um and luckily i think emma watson portrayed her extremely well like she did a great job yeah she had the personality down pack definitely it was definitely Uh, one of those like huge differences from the movie to the books where yeah i i read it the first time i read it and i was like oh they they cast hermione as a different race okay well it's hollywood yeah but yeah hollywood. it happens wasn't there some kind of portrayal of hermione like i saw some recently something official i don't remember what it was that actually cursed looks child. like the book is that what it is it's, it's cursed child um, first child cast hermione as black so okay. in the in the play 
they have consistently casted Hermione as black. And there was all this controversy about like, Hermione's not black. And J.K. Rowling came out and said, uh, yes, she absolutely can be black. I never specified that she was white in my books. You all assumed she was white. Yep. Um, and so J.K. Rowling actually had more say in the casting of the play than she did of the movies. And so in my mind, I feel like that kind of adds a little bit more to the fact that Hermione was probably a person of color and not white. I agree. But, you know. But, you know, Emma did a good Hollywood. job. <laughs> yes, Emma she did, did a great, great job. job. <laughs> she did great. I, I, listen, her acting is, is was phenomenal. She played Hermione great, like all of that kind of stuff. It was just that that initial reaction of like when they that when I watched that first trailer and saw Hermione for the first time, I was like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, OK. Um but it was still it was still awome again to see Hogwarts and Diagon Alley and everything again that I had only visited in my mind and now I got to see it on screen and then eventually the theme parks happened and I was able to like go in person and let me tell you I obviously I went to Hollywood first I ended up eventually going to Orlando in early 2019 for the very first time so I got to finally see Diagon Alley but when I got to walk through at, at Hollywood, those Hogsmeade gates for the first time and saw the Hogwarts Express and then looked up and saw the castle, like, I was a blubbering mess. Like, I couldn't. <laughs> I, I was like, huh. I, and in my robes, I was like, I'm here. I get to go to school here. Like, it's happening. It was uh, so it, awesome. It's amazing. It's it it's so great to kind of I think as when you're that hardcore of a fan of something to start with like reading it and imagining it and then to see it on the big screen and kind of see it brought to life and then to get to actually walk through it mm -hmm. is like <laughs> fandom mind yeah. explosion. Yeah, uh, uh, same thing a lot of people are going through right now with um Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, sort of. You know? I mean, well, no one's ever heard of that too before. <laughs> it's a new, it's a new land for sure. But there are people. I mean, I've seen them when I was there. You know, there are people who walk in and you can tell it's their first time, and just the look on their face, and they start to cry. You know, people uh, it's, walking it's, off. It's, of seen, it's seeing the Millennium Falcon. That, I mean, that's what they're uh, crying about. Because yeah. <laughs> that's that almost that gets, uh, yeah. it gets me out almost every time. <laughs> yeah, people walking off of Rise. Uh, oh, I teared up after Rise. I'm not ashamed to admit when I got off of that ride, I was I was a little choked up. I couldn't believe no spoilers, but I just couldn't believe oh what God, Disney did. Spoil this mood, this ride. People keep trying. <laughs> you know, what? actually, yeah, just side tangent. I was I was at the park the other day, and I just keep hearing people talk about it, like to other people. Like, have you been on it? And they're like, no. And I keep, and then I'm like trying to not listen because I don't want it to say anything. Every time they're like, so what's so great about it? It's like, I can't even explain it to you, man. It's just so awesome. I was like, I was like perfect answer because I, I don't want to hear anything. It's so, listen, when you, I'm so excited to talk to you about it when you do write it, James, because it's, I can't, I can't even, I can't even explain it, but Disney like way outdid themselves. Like there's nothing even close or on par with this experience like i wouldn't even say a ride it is an experience and there's nothing nothing close 
I can't even. Oh, it's it's well, amazing. Well, maybe maybe so uh, cool. one year I'll get to ride it. No, it <laughs> is sorry. so cool that we live like in in the time that we live in, where being a part of the fandom no longer just means you know you can you get to read books or you get to see movies or you know like we it's it's everything it's ab- we get to read the books we get to see the movies we get to read the fan fiction if we want we get to deep dive into it because now mm-hmm. there's websites dedicated to it we get to walk through it because of the theme parks like it is an amazing time to be in some of these fandoms we get to ramble yeah. about it on podcasts to ramble about it yes. on podcasts. people get to listen it to is it a and great be excited about it you know it's ramble <laughs> <laughs> yes well, yes, I'm, 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 I'm excited that we're starting this show because, you know, I, I'm excited just to keep keep the uh, the flames going just for me. You know, when there's not anything going on, like I said earlier, you know, our attention can kind of divert away a little bit. But, you know, I, I want to keep the wicked wizardry <laughs> going <laughs> all yeah. the time. Keep the magic alive. Yeah. I put on those movies in January. Um, my mom was here visiting for the holiday. And I was like, or, well, I guess it was December. But I was like, yeah, we're doing the year of wickeding, wick, wicked wizardry. So I, I really have to brush up on my Harry Potter. So, mom, do you mind watching these movies? And she's like, no, I don't care. So we watched the when she was here, the first five. Um, but not only did it get me excited about it again, but she got excited about it. Like, and she's not a Harry Potter fan, you know, but she was, you know, she just moved down here and she was like, so as soon as we're settled, can we, um, can we watch the sixth one? Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes. I love all the new fans coming in too. Like, I feel like it's, it's become so, I feel like it, Harry Potter is, has reached Star Wars level where it's like, it's so big that even if you are not part of the fandom or you're not in it. Like you feel like I just I I have to know what's going on just to be part of like the pop culture conversation, like to know what's going on. And what's what's interesting um, about that is that with other things, you would think that would kind of go away after they stop making the you know the books and the films. I mean, I know Fantastic Beasts still going, but generally speaking, you know the original story has concluded. <laughs> and as far as mainstream pop culture goes, I mean, obviously the films were so. <laughs> like huge juggernauts but we're talking about uh 10 years almost 10 years ago was last one came out (laughs) and the fact that that it's still so prevalent that i i I feel like yeah it it is going to rival star wars i mean star wars obviously has um you know a lot of years (laughs) on it (laughs) but so it's hard to really compare them exactly but I, I really do feel like this is going to be timeless, and it's it the 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 books and the films are really just starting off points for people to explore this world and and I actually feel like there's so many more stories that could be told inside the Wizarding World <laughs> that we don't even know about. You know, I yeah, I mean that it's, was what, it's been on the internet a hundred times, but I'm just going to say it on this podcast, okay? Yeah. Girls don't want glass slippers and a prince. Girls want a seven book Marauder series. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I will take it. 
Well, for me, I, I remember one of the reasons I was so excited about Fantastic Beasts was, uh, and it was taking place in America. It was like, like I was like, I want to see what this world is like in in the United States of America, <laughs> because it's really oh, yeah. it's really easy <laughs> to pretend, pretend like like oh, that's just the UK. Everything's magical over there, right? I mean, that's just like so far <laughs> from like. They have magical accents. Yeah, they talk. Yeah, you know, like anything can happen there. You know, Hogwarts is in Ireland, isn't it? Right. I mean, that's literally magic. Scotland. 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 (laughs) Next door. I'm just saying it's all. But I want, you know, I want to see the magical world in Cleveland. Like I like, and not in 1920. Like I want to see it right right now in Cleveland. It, It really, it is such like it's such a rich world. And and there just there is so much that you could still do with it, you know. Just like when Fantastic Beasts came out, and we got the new houses. You know, everyone was just like blown away. All of a sudden, we had new things to learn, new things to read, new things to you know explore. Like, and there's so much more. Oh yeah, so you know, I'll take a whole thing set in France. The ne- that's the next movie. Or no, oh. the last movie was France. Yeah, well, that's yes, it. the that's last what, movie was France. So I'm Sorry. actually disappointed that I heard that a lot. So much of the movie's not going to be in America, uh, the, the future <laughs> film. So I was like, eh. I know, it's disappointing. I want, it, I want it in California. I want them, like, hanging out on the beach. It'll be in SoCal. I want like, Cleveland. I, I got to the Hollywood 2020. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I want. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see actual witches and wizards apparating into Disneyland, right? And like, I want to see them magicking their way. Like, screw Fast Pass and Max Pass. Okay, we're just apparating and popping on rides and just. Okay, look, you know perfectly well that Disney is controlled by wizards and witches already, and oh, just yeah. like Hogwarts, there's no way that you can apparate in and out of Disneyland. They're just. I would honestly, I would believe it. If, yeah, <laughs> if if w- the wizarding world was real, Walt Walt was a wizard. Walt was oh, a wizard, yeah. and uh, and and it's just like the upper management are all magical folks, and they just sort of employ the cast members or maybe <laughs> Muggles that they employ that have no idea. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take this conversation to a whole other level. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> so. Wizards and witches, they're living in America right now, today, as part of the wizarding world. What do they think is going on at Universal Studios? (laughs) Do you think it's like a tribute to like 20 years ago? No, no, they don't. They think it's ridiculous. They like people ask about it and they just roll their eyes. Oh my god, oh, really? Please, muggles. Please, muggles. I actually saw. I saw. Um, I don't know if it was on Reddit or if it was a meme, but it was like one day I want to just prank somebody. Like I want to go to Universal Studios and walk up to a kid with a wand and and being like, "Dude, what are you doing? You're gonna out us in front of all the Muggle community." Oh, oh wait. Oh, oh, that's not real. Oh, never mind. Okay, go ahead. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> like, having them be like, what? Like, never mind. I gotta go. You never, never saw mind. I gotta go. You know, you never saw <laughs> Well, that's uh, interesting, too. And again, I could talk about the theme parks forever. That's my favorite thing of all this. But it's like, um, 
I love that it's set on this day. It's like every day is this one day that uh, somebody decided that muggles should are allowed to go to Hogsmeade and Hogwarts. <laughs> like, because that's that's the yeah, story. It's like, it's like bring your muggle to work day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like bring your muggle to school day. Yeah, and. Uh, and and the, and the thing I always and I love about it mostly is the uh, the mind the spell limit sign. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah um, <laughs> because for so long I was like, why is th- what does that mean? Why is that there? <laughs> like it literally like just boggled my mind. Like I didn't understand it, <laughs> you know. And then I and then uh, upon research because I it was bugging me so much, I found out that it means uh, that it's for the witches and wizards because muggles are around. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that that's you know like don't get too crazy with the spells cuz <laughs> the muggles are going to see you yeah. I mean it's okay if we yeah. see if they see them cuz we're literally in in in, in yeah. <laughs> but I we're, mean like we're, we're like, tourists in fact I'm not sure what the spell limits actually are I think that's something like, I need you to know find you got to keep it to like first second level okay you know the easy yeah. stuff you can't so just, cast any spells on the muggles like don't do anything to the muggles you know leave them in peace yeah make uh, sure that all the spells are verbal spells don't like let it out there that they're you know you can do non-verbal and that kind of stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah we're like strictly first and second year spells only like we don't know <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, these are just a taste of the fun that's coming up on the Wicked Wizardry. Um, and as we wrap this up here, um, we, uh, Roxy and I are not going to be on every episode. Because as you can see, yep. we're total... Uh, um, what's the word? Is there a word for people that are... Muggles? Muggles? Yeah. Oh. No. <laughs> no. For <laughs> for people that are... Did you just uh, call me a muggle? <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to find out what James is trying to call you. <laughs> no, I mean, we want this show to dive deep, and clearly we're not the, uh, you know, we can't keep up on the deep. We are half bloods. You're half bloods. I'll take that. Yes, I'll, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but you, yeah. but, but uh, you roll with the crew that goes deep, your wands up crew, and you're going to invite some of them on the show to go on these deep dives. Oh yeah, I'm excited. I have, I have, I definitely want to do some episodes specific around the houses. So I have some interesting people I'd love to talk to from each of the four houses and and have some fun combo. So that'll be exciting. Nice. Yeah, I guess because we're all Slytherin here, so we're not really getting much diversity. Yeah, I was, <laughs> right? gonna... <laughs> I was actually going to say earlier. I was going to say, well, why don't we introduce ourselves and say what house we are? But we're all Slytherin. If you can't tell. You don't yeah. know us very well. <laughs> You're all Slytherin. Also, so. uh, Pottermore confirmed. I always, <laughs> always yeah. thought. I mean, I, I said I was Slytherin before then, but just, just to <laughs> be clear, I didn't make that up. I it wasn't my choice. <laughs> the, the sorting I was hats sorted me. Told, I was told that I was Slytherin long before I knew anything about Harry Potter. <laughs> And then I read it, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm down with that. And then I went on Pottermore, and they said the same thing. So There you go. <sighs> yeah, so, That's so- the other thing about the Hogwarts houses I love is you, you, you can read people and tell – like, I can sort of get to know somebody for a little bit and then be like, oh, you're totally a, a Hufflepuff, or you're totally a Gryffindor. <laughs> and so- then it just makes so much sense. <laughs> we have um- – 
We have this uh, Disneyland Social Club, and our our application is online. So people who want to be a part of it, you know, they have to apply. But one of our questions on the application is, which Hogwarts house do you belong to? Yes, I and love then it. it's it's the four, and then the fifth uh, answer is, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> and I imme- immediately I, dropped from, yeah, from I consideration. Heavily <laughs> based my opinions of people on how they answer that. question. I have no idea what that is. That's. <laughs> You'd be hard pressed to find somebody who's like, I, I don't, I've never heard of a Hogwarts house before. You would not be. Oh, really? You would be surprised. Wow. Yeah. Especially, yeah. I feel like if you're, I feel like if you're a hardcore Disney fan, right. not saying you have to be a hardcore Harry Potter fan, but if you're a hardcore Disney fan, I find it hard to believe that you don't have any knowledge. Of what's going on. Well, I don't think it's that they they don't know what, like, Hogwarts is. uh, A lot of them, I I really believe it was just that they're not Harry Potter fans, so they don't know what house they're in. Or they don't know that, like, that's a thing to be sorted into a house as part of the fandom. Which means they're probably Gryffindors. (laughs) (laughs) Arrogant bastards. From my experience, from my experience running a Harry Potter fan social club or social group, it we have so many Slytherins. We have a good chunk of Hufflepuffs, a good chunk of Ravenclaws. We are hard pressed to find fans to join our group who identify as Gryffindor. Interesting. And I have a theory that it is because Gryffindors tend to be the jocks. They're not into reading and, and books as much. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's my theory. I'm sure there's Griffin well, who are going to hear it, lose their minds when I say that. But I always said that if I had to like, if I had to really, like, really buckle it down, that I would be a Slitherdor. Mm. So, well, yeah. I'm just gonna say, I always knew I was Slytherin because I knew I was drawn to them. <laughs> Because they're all just assumed to be up to no good, but you really can't tell, and that's just really where I where I identify. (laughs) (laughs) So that that you know, there was really never any question. I I took the Pottermore test just in case anybody challenged me. No, I already knew, but just in case somebody else challenged me, (laughs) and I was like, nope. I think that's literally the only thing I've done on Pottermore. So that shows you how deep I, I just like I, I had to know. <laughs> I had to know what officially house I was a part of. And so that there's no arguing there. But anyways, I'm going to stop rambling and let you wrap up this episode. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so we're going to be moving on doing more character deep dives, which I'm super excited about. Um, Who's our first character deep dive, Tanisha? Our first character deep dive is going to be the Malfoys. Yes. So we're going to take a little trip to Malfoy Manor. Um, Yeah. So I'm really excited. We're going to be focusing on a lot of the sort of darker side, the dark arts, some evil wizards in there and witches, some complicated witches and wizards. Um, and yeah, so hopefully, you know, some Harry Potter fans stick along with us for the ride, but this was just meant to be an introduction and a taster, uh, for what's to come. So, yeah. Awesome. Wow. Well, I'm excited. Thanks for having us on the show, Tanisha. 
Yeah, we really appreciate you letting us be guests. I know. Well, you know, I, I decided. I decided just this one time. I, I let very, it go. Very sweet. <laughs> Beyond the creepy, creepy kingdom. Podcast. You're a good person. <laughs> You're welcome. No, I, in all honesty, thank you for hosting the show. When we, you know, when I thought of the idea for the show, I was like, I was like, this would be a great show to do, but. Tanisha's got to host it. <laughs> yeah, but that way it was. This would be an awesome idea, but we can't do it. <laughs> I mean, I could make a podcast and be rambling about theme parks, but I'm, eventually people will lose interest. So, steer the ship, Tanisha. I. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, but anyway, yeah. Thank you all so much. I appreciate you allowing me to explore my Harry Potter nerd side even more um i'm excited to hopefully deep dive with a lot of folks on harry potter because i could literally i could talk about it all day every day which much to the dismay of my family and my coworkers. um but my friends are all harry potter nerds too so that always works out there we go yeah so what's your what's the sign off for the show oh um Ooh. stay wicked This podcast has been a production of the Creepy Kingdom Podcast Network. Executive produced by James H. Carter II and Ryan Grulick. Visit creepykingdom.com to get access to all of our articles, videos, and podcasts. Join our Patreon for exclusive content. Patreon.com slash creepykingdom. Until next time, this is Hannah reminding you to keep